I don't know why these people go around here and find themselves gods and call that religion. Let me tell you something. Some stuff ain't for everybody. And some stuff just ain't meant to be played with. And in this case, I think this is one of those things that you just should not be playing with. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the episode. The synergy of places between network outcomes into positive energy. All right. So in this episode, guys, we're going to talk while I watch the truck. And we're going to talk while I watch the truck because I want to talk about religion. And it's not a topic that I talk about on my channel a lot or that I write about or I say much about. But it's something that is dear to my heart. I'm a religious person. I believe in God. I believe in the higher power. I believe in prayer. I believe in praise. I believe in worship. I believe in the law of reciprocity. Sowing and reaping. I believe in what you do to people, it comes back to you. I do honestly believe that. I do, however, believe that you can get caught up in some occultist behavior. And some occultist type stuff that mess you up for the rest of your life. Now, case the point. For example, now, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the the religious group called Hare Krishna. Because the Hare Krishna's, Hare Krishna's, however you pronounce it. But anyway. So there's quite a few of them that are coming into the town or the city or whatever, and they're kind of taking over. You know, like roaches do when you leave a lot of crumbs out for them. They kind of take over the place. They kind of take over the house, and they kind of make it their own. So these people like to come on, come around, take over your neighborhood and your community, chant until you move out your property and all this, all this kind of little stuff like that. That's what they do. They chant you away. They don't pray you away. They chant you away. But what I noticed is, is that a couple of days ago, I was out walking, right? Now I'm just out walking the dog, and y'all know how I do walks with the dog and do my normal podcast, and I'm walking and talking and stuff like that. But anyway, so I'm walking and talking, you know, doing my podcast, and I see old Judy walking around, and I call her Judy because I really don't know her name. And at this point, I don't think I really need to know it. All I know is Judy is something wrong with her. Anyway, so I'm walking around, and I'm looking like, okay, this is uh, a okay, but first time I saw her, when they first moved in, I spoke to the lady. She didn't speak back. I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe she's in a subservient relationship or a relationship where her husband is like, kind of like, don't talk to men, um, or don't say nothing to men at all. But then I realized that on a couple of days later, when I seen her out walking, I spoke to her again. And then when I spoke to her, I realized this time I really got to look at her. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever re- um really took a moment and just really get to look at some people and find out really what you can? Not like you're trying to get in their business or nothing. But you really gonna look at some people and really be like, okay, what what's really up with you? So I um take a moment and really look at lady in her face. Not noticeable. I ain't fell down like I lost my mind or something, like I done lost something. But I really took a look at her. I wanted to know how Alice really looked and I wanted to know if she was on haul from Rockville or whatever the case may be. So I really paid attention to her and then I noticed that she was kind of you know she had black rings around her eyes. And she was a little zombie state or something like that. And um, I realized that even in the zombie state, she was kind of like in a zone. Like, she was there, but really not there. Like, her body was being controlled by some kind of machine or mechanism or something. But, like, she was just walking. And, like, she was just dead to this world. Like, I had said hey to her, and I know she heard me. Oh, as a matter of fact, I waved at her. And I know she saw me. How would the case may be? This lady didn't see me. I assumed that she saw me. And for a split second, I almost got offended, but then I had to think about it. Maybe I need to investigate this a little bit further to find out what's really going on with her. So, I found out that, you know, she was walking around, she, you know, she was chanting. You know, they, they love to walk around the neighborhood and chant and get their little whatever on. So, 
she was walking around and she was chanting or whatever. And I'm looking like, okay, she chanting. But then I thought about it. That's what they do. They chant. They chant and carry on. When you, um, when they want your house or your neighborhood or whatever, they chant. They walk around all night long and get on your property and stuff while you ain't there and, and chant or whatever. And so I noticed this stuff started happening because I came to the office one day, which is at the old house where I'm at now. Um, I came to the office one day and I was working and I happened to walk across the yard and the guy, one of the guys who's a, one of the Krishna type people, I don't know what you call them, um, but he's one of the Krishna people. And so he literally um, saw me walking and they normally walk around in the neighborhood where I live at. So he saw me walking around and so all of a sudden he put the brakes on, stopped dead in his tracks. Home Bob was like, mm-mm. Nope. Not going to do this with you today. And I'm looking like, you know, that was weird. I didn't think about it. So I decided to drive out the other way and come back and check on the property a little later on that evening. And that's what I did. However, there's something oddly wrong with these people. And when I say oddly wrong with these people, there's something oddly wrong with these people. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. You know, you serve who you want to serve. You worship who you want to worship. But if your God is making you look and behave in a certain way that is not natural to human behavior. And if I was right, I'd be that alone. Because sometimes we can get caught up in religion so we don't even know we caught up in cults. Let's just be real. There's a lot of us are caught up in a cult right now. No, oh, yeah. You, you're caught up in a cult. And that do a religion. Not do a God at all. It's a cult. Point blank, Jim Jones, Jim Jones, point oh two. You caught up in some real deal foolishness. And signs that you caught up in a cult is just your family keep telling you or asking you why you keep going to that church or keep asking questions about why your church do this and why your church do that and why your church ain't like this church and why your church, you know, why your church move like this church and why your church don't do this and don't do that and we do this and we do that and so that's cope. I go. First of all, anything that has you straying away from your family, I mean intentionally telling you that being around your family is demonic. That's a cult. My family, though they may not be all of them may not be one hundred percent Christians, and nobody family is. And let's just be honest. Half of these cult leaders around here, their children aren't so Christian or so religious. So, I started thinking about how we decide which God is, is, is real. And It has nothing to do with my upbringing or your upbringing. What I realize is it has to do with your personal experience. Because if I'm serving somebody based upon what my grandma and them did, then I'm I'm doing it wrong. This is the oldest religion that's been in our family for decades. Yeah. But that oldest religion is I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. 
I'm doing it wrong because I have no idea what this God has to offer me. Really don't. And to be honest, all I have is what somebody told me, what I should do. And, and the worst thing about religion is, is this. Don't, don't tell me you know, how to serve God or serve a deity when you don't serve him half of yourself. Like, that just bothers me. Like, the pot can't call the kettle black. You want me to do all of this stuff that you ain't doing. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. So, when I think about that lady, I wonder, was it her idea? You know, did she grow up in in, in, in doing the chance or whatever they call them? You know, I tried to understand those people. And don't get me wrong, they're some nice people, they really are. But I try to understand the religion. But it's just not something that I can get. I can't grasp an understanding of it. I just ain't seem to get my fingers on that just yet. And then not only that, as a matter of fact, uh, I had a bad encounter with one of them. Like, I don't know like what the case is with these people today. She was somebody higher. She's one of the higher ups that I had a bad encounter with. And so let me tell you about that real quick. So she wanted me to publish her book. But when she first saw me, she was like, well, I'm from New York. And I told her right then, I was like, listen, I don't trust women from New York and I don't deal business with women from New York. She was like, what? And I told her about the encounter I had, and you know, she was all like, oh, I'm sorry. But anyway, I go to her house, well, what was supposed to be an African American museum, but come to find out it was her house that she's claiming on taxes to be an African American museum. I don't understand. These people are so crooked. And so, um, since she's claiming on taxes as an African American museum, I guess they give her her pass or whatever. So I go to her house and whatnot. And after I go to her house, I walk in. She's eating cheese. I'm like, so some tolerant. Now, I don't know this lady from a large to medium-sized can of paint. I'm just being honest. I don't know her from a large to medium-sized can of paint. I just don't. So, in the process of me, you know... Meeting with this lady at her house at this little place, I realized that she had invited me into this room. And I know y'all thinking to y'all stuff like now. Wait a minute now. I thought she was there for publishing. Yes, I was. But she invited me to this little room. Let me tell you, she invited me into this little old itty bitty room in the house. Now we, I go into this room. She says, "Oh, excuse me, 
woman has bras, panties, you name it, lingerie everywhere. A guy has just walked into a, a, a medium-sized Victoria's Secret store and didn't even know I was in there. Then she tells me about her husband and all of this stuff. It was not there. And first of all, lady, I'm trying to get the Hello Kitty out of here for real. Because at this point, you're doing some stuff that I am just really not interested in, in doing. So she offered me some cheese. Now I'm lactose intolerant. Now I don't care what kind of cheese you eat, what kind of cheese you have. I love cheese. However, I'm lactose intolerant. I know something don't mean I'm supposed to have it. So she was like, she's like, well, here, get you some cheese. And I'm like, I can't have that. I'm, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. So she responds with sense of wind. And I was dumbfounded. I was bewildered. I was baffled. I was just befuddled. Because I'm like, this lady just responded to me like she know me. I said, oh, wait a minute. Let me pull my life together real quick because I think I just walked into an insane asylum because this lady just looked at me and responded to me like she do. Like we was, like we've been family all our lives and I don't know her from a can of paint. And so she was like, I'm just, you know, since when? Since when? Um, and I looked at her, I was like, forever. I've been black with the forever. She was like, oh, I didn't know that. Of course you didn't. You don't know me. So, I'm there to to do book publishing for her, look at some material for her, look at some books for her, stuff like that. And by the way, my godmother has sent me up to go meet with this lady at her house. Now I'm thinking because the lady is married or whatever, she has some kind of some kind of character about herself, but she didn't. She didn't move the panties. And then she started reading me some stuff out of this book. And to be honest, I really want to tell her I'm not interested in her material. But I published her material. <laughs> but I wasn't interested in it, but I published it. However, she went from the material to now she's trying to get me to do a business with her. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, why are these women from New York? So she was like, you know, one of my tenants or somebody left her a store or something. And I was like, you know, why do these people always want you to do something with them financially? Like, I don't want to go into business with you, first of all, because I'm uncomfortable around you. I'm in here with your panties. I don't know where your husband is or when he might decide to show up. And you're around here talking to me and your panties are all around me. No, ma'am, I'm, I'm not interested. And so I, at that, I was turned off anyway. At that point, I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. No. Just at this point, this is not what's happening to me today. And I was like, dang, why all of this crazy crap? always seem to happen to me when I'm on the phone or around these people, especially these women. I think it's just like a honey trap target or something. 
I think on the top of my head, I look like, okay, he, he easy or something. You know, he, he, he easy. I, we get him. No, you can't. I'm not easy. I drew the comic a couple of years ago. Not a couple of years ago, but you caught me. Some years and years ago. Long years ago. Yeah, you probably would have said I was easy then. However, I have character. I have character. I have, you know, I'm mature then. Mature now. And I don't have to, you know, I'm not bending to everything, you know, like they say, every pocketbook that open. I don't, you know, I got some character about myself. I can't be around here having sex with everybody. Can't be having sex, period, unless I'm married, period. So, I realized that this religion thing, for so many people, just ain't what it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, you got a whole husband out here. And listen, I let listen to her husband talk to her. Do talk to her like she was crap. I mean, her husband dogged her on the phone one day. I never forget that. So, Bible was a car broke down. And um, she was at Lowe's. And I think that's how I ended up running into her officially. Because she had been looking for me. <laughs> and so a car broke down and then she was at Lowe's. And then I I was, um, I thought I was on my phone or on the phone with the mechanic. Or she was calling me or something. But anyway, I ran into her at Lowe's. And so I was actually inside Lowe's shopping when I ran into her officially. Because we had already had a scheduled moment. But... We hadn't had that moment in space and time yet. But it was just a scheduled moment. So, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm not going to run into her and her car breaks down or whatever. And so she's like, do you know anything about cars? And I was like, yeah, I know, you know, quite a bit about cars. I, you know, I work on my own stuff. Except for, you know, then I was able to, where I was working on my own stuff. But, and so, like, I heard then I'm not able to work on my own stuff. I better not even, you know, attempt to because of the backlash of the company paying. Anyway, so um, I, I, I was like, yeah, I work on cars. She was like, well, can you tell me what's wrong with my car? I looked at it and she crossed it up and I was like, well, let me call my mechanic. Because, of course, just because you're a mechanic don't mean you don't have a mechanic. You'll be a fool. You don't know every darn thing. You don't know everything. It is to know about a vehicle. And besides, you know, that would be careless on my part. So, I brought, called my mechanic, my other mechanic at the time, he came. And, um, he looked at the car. And when he looked at the car, he was like, you know, he was like, what you think it is? I said, I think it's a tune-up. He said, yeah, it's a tune-up. And so, he was telling her she needed a tune-up, um, but she needed some stuff that she could probably get by for. You know, stuff she needed to put on there right then, and she probably could get by for a moment until she get the tune up, like a little patch here and there. So, just a little minor spot plug this until she get the coil pipe and stuff changed. So, we go in and, and, and continue to do this, you know, this stuff with her about her vehicle. And then she, she's like, oh, just set up a time and we'll leave. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm thinking about stuff. Yeah, bravo. Yeah, we'll set up a time with me. Because we really, you know, you know, you want to talk, you talk about your book. Because, of course, the fact that I was heavy in publishing, 
so writing was my thing and, and publishing books was my thing as well too and so I really um I really was you know all rave if you had an idea about a book I was like go ahead and write it I'll help you publish it you know I was always trying to push this is the hustle the grind man I'm always trying to help somebody better than that stuff if you want to tell your story tell your story and so that's what I was trying to tell her you know to tell her story, you know, write a book and I know she had already wrote something. But it wasn't published. First of all, when I told her how much it cost. And by the way, why are we own publishing? I hate when people come to me and say they have a book to write and they don't want to pay the deposit. Which is half of uh, you pay half then, half now, and then don't put it in place. Okay. That's side note. I just had to get that out. So anyway, after that, that's when we end up meeting. Like, I end up scheduling a meeting. We end up scheduling a meeting, and I end up going to, to what was supposed to be the African-American Museum. Now, my godmother had already introduced, tried to introduce me to the lady. And so, um, oh, I forgot to get ahead of myself. So, basically... She called her husband and told her husband what was going on. That man cussed her from amazing grace to a golden opportunity. You know? He cussed her. And I tell you, by the time he finished cussing her, if you didn't know God, you wasn't going to know He cussed her so bad. I felt really bad for her because she was sitting there. She was like, no, you're not listening. You're not listening. He was like, what the beep, beep, beep did you do to the car? I was like, whoa. And so my mechanic was like, he was like, I'm not going to touch this vehicle. My husband is an idiot. I was like, yeah, I don't mind. I don't blame you. I wouldn't touch it either. So eventually, her husband came. And he was like, okay, let's get, get, get it fixed and get it home. Get it home right now. First of all, how are we going to get it fixed? I can get it home right now. You know, all at once. But that made me think. You know, I was telling you guys this story, and that made me think, wait a minute. Could that be the reason why she took me to this little off-site place? Because she was, like, really close up on me, and I was like, first of all, she wasn't properly dressed. Yeah, but her junction or something, y'all help me understand, like, I'm trying to figure out what she's trying to induct me into the, the hair Krishna people society. Is that how they do it? Is it the hair of You know, I, I don't know nothing too much about it. None but y'all stand side that road, them tamarines, and walk all over the neighborhood looking like zombies, chanting, uh, whatever the case y'all be doing. Because some of y'all look like y'all lost. Like y'all from Seafair and Brigands. Um, because honestly, I don't know <laughs> what y'all be on. Because I look at some of y'all and I'm like, dang, what? You know, they look like they. They go and do it. So it's like, I don't know. So, you know, what's y'all thoughts on religion? And if y'all have an answer to that question, like, was she trying to recruit me? Recruit me? That's not recruit me. What she said, probably what she was trying to recruit me. She was trying to recruit me. She wasn't trying to recruit me. She was trying to recruit me. 
But I mean, it was kind of strange though. She had me, and this lady by no means was not interested in taking these panties down. She was not interested in taking these panties down. She was not interested in, in doing none of that. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, is that part of y'all religion? You know, is that what y'all do? Like, she one of the heads of of the, um, I was going to say, the Ku Klux Klan, Jesus. <laughs> she one of the heads of the, um, <laughs> the Harry Christian organization. She's one of the head honchos. Like, shit got real their money. When I say got real their money, she got real their money, but mm-mm. she another schemer. Try to get over on people. I can't stand that. You got money to pay for something you want to discount. These people ain't going to discount me nothing. And she wanted the whole discount. But I'm trying to figure out, like, is that is that their religion? Like, how many of y'all have had encounters with these people that really know if it's just, you know, if it's their religion? You know, does their religion permit them to sleep with so many vulnerable young men or eligible bachelors or something like that? Does the women have to, you know, do they have, you know, sleepovers? You know what I'm saying? You know, they have like orgy parties and stuff like that. I really don't know too much about these people. Besides them looking like lost and crazy, like I don't know the fundamentals of their religion. I don't know the fundamentals of or their principles or guidelines. Like, I don't know what it is that, you know, they truly, honestly believe in. Like, I don't know the core of their beliefs. All I know is there's some freaky little somethings and they need to be... The people sure need... They need Jesus. Somebody. Jesus needs to come in and help them. And I remember I met one of them a while ago before he bought this land up here. Um, I met him a while ago. He was telling me about he was talking to me about church. He was like, yeah, I got to come. You know, I'm going to come visit you at church. I said, okay. And I'm thinking, like, okay, cool. I ain't think nothing of it. And I'm thinking, like, okay, cool. Come on. But, um, I don't know if he ever came or attempted to come to church or not. Um, I just don't know. All I know is he said, I'm going to come visit you at church. And I was like, no, Okay. You know, I'm to be, I'm thinking, cool, nice. Okay, come on, fellowship. You know, I don't ever turn about it for God. Or come in a fellowship. You know, you want a fellowship? Come on, come on, fellowship with us. You know, that's what you want to do. However, what concerns me is, is that when your God has you walk around here looking like, like some zombie and stuff, that's just, that's concerning. Like, I don't. I don't understand. How is it that these people can actually walk around here and just be zombied out like that? You know, I don't. I need a stable religion. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I didn't know, if I didn't have a religion for myself. Let's say, for example, when I have a religion for myself and I wasn't, you know, a devout Christian or devout believer in Christ. Um, I want a stable religion. And most importantly, I need somebody that's going to talk back to me. Me talking and praying, and all I'm hearing is is, is no sound back. It's just empty space. That ain't going to work for me. That that just can't work for me. If the deity that I serve don't have a dialogue with me, we can't have conversation. Now, I'm not saying God talk to you all the time. But what I'm saying is, is that 
if I need you, you're there for me. You know what I'm saying? Versus looking at these people here, you know, but then again, I don't know. You know, subconsciously, if they've enchanted enough, or they've been hypnotized, or zoned out, whatever the case may be, long enough, maybe their deity does talk to them in their mind. You know, sometimes we, and, and I say this, sometimes we, we kind of stick our foot in our mouths when we say stuff like, oh, no, they God don't talk to them, and, you know, but my thing is, is that, how do we know? Because, just because he doesn't talk to us, does not mean that he ain't talking to them. And to be honest, that's just the way it is. Is that their God can be talking to them. And because he could be talking to them, then that's the case that, that we can't say. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, if my deity does not dialogue with me, then I'm going to struggle real bad with with all this whole religion thing. I'm, I will struggle. And furthermore, a lot of people, I think we allow evolution and, and science to politicize religion and psychology has politicized religion until it's just scary that some people choose to be an atheist because they believe that the Big Bang and all these things and it's hard to kind of level with people who have made up their mind based upon science and it splits the church because science has also refuted the creation of the world or the evolution of world, they've refuted God over and over again his existence science so the purpose, the question is is that what are we, what remains what remains if we don't have a a relationship what do we have like you know what do we what do we have? You know we got a deity, and we may call him God or Zeus and Aphrodite and who else you want to call him. But what does he mean to you, or what does she mean to you? Because you got to remember we've called God or him or her. We've called him none, female. You know we've called God a lot of things. And to some of us, we believe that he is those things. And we can't take that from you. And we won't try to. No way in the world. We try to take that from you. That's where you believe. And how you believe. You know, your relationship and your worship is your business. You know, sometimes people have to come into their own experience and their own God-like encounter to get to the place like, you know what? I think I'm going to go with this guy right here. But until then, I can tell you how good my God is all day long. That's the old taste and see that God is good. Yeah, he's good. But that's me telling you how good my God is. You have to really experience it for yourself. Really get to know him for yourself. And because of that, 
because of that, what happens is, is that many people find themselves stuck debating with family members, arguing with cousins, you know, fighting with aunts and uncles, you know, especially during special occasions, weddings and marriages. We're Baptists and we're Methodists. And, you know, it's, it's always a debate. Religion has always been the issue that has either brought a family together or tore them completely apart. And trust me, believe you me, I've seen religion tear up and dismantle some households. I've seen them do some crazy things. And the sad thing about it is, is that no matter how much religion that we have, do we have relationships? Forget about all the hoopla. Do you have relationships? You know what I'm saying? Can you call your God up on the phone and can y'all talk? You know, does he treat you nice? Does he treat you good? Does he appreciate and value you? Is your worship noticed? You know, these are the things that I always wonder about because after seeing that lady, I was concerned. I was concerned for her safety. And more or less her mental health, too, because sometimes religion can be a mental health boggler. It can really put a stupor and damper on your mental health. It can really put a stupor and damper on your mental health in a way that many people, many people are not prepared for. So because of that, sometimes we we end up fighting with we end up fighting with family members over things that are unnecessary. And so religion happens to be the issue that we face, however, and the challenge. So, one of the things that we face in our lives is that understanding, understanding that we, as human beings, have to decide who we're going to serve and when we get ready to serve them. That's our choice. It's not a mother's choice, it's not our cousin's choice. It's not our auntie's choice. It's not even our dad's choice. And God forbid, family religion is a mess. Serve the one God that makes you happy. Not the one that, you know, not the one that lets you get away with everything, but the one that holds you accountable. Because we don't want a God that just... Let us do everything because that just ain't the type of God that we need in our life. We need accountability. Accountability. You know, without accountability, we are in a fix. But we need accountability, though. Honestly, we need accountability. And um, if we don't have it, we will self-destruct. And that is the problem with us. 
we are literally that we're seeing a rock in a hard place. And we have to do better. We have to do better than what we're doing now. With COVID running loose, people are dying. I'm not saying define one today or even tomorrow. I'm just saying find you some faith. Don't wait till it's too late. Because when it's too late, be nobody to save us. Nobody to save us. Alright guys. Thanks for watching this episode of Synergy. These three parts or two parts. But I hope you guys enjoy them. And um leave us a comment. And um we'll chat later. See you next time. Good night.